This is Tim Bryan, pastor of Lifeway Apostolic Church, and this is our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. My prayer is that this message will inspire, build your faith, and draw you closer to Jesus Christ. Enjoy this message. Praise the Lord, everybody. Asked to speak a couple weeks ago, and um, some of you know I <clears throat> worked at the uh, Sunday school camp last week. And, uh, don't get a whole lot of time to sit and study and all of that. But during one of the day services, as the children's minister was ministering to the kids, um, God spoke to me. He quoted a verse of scripture out of Acts chapter 16, and um, man, it, it hit me like a ton of bricks, and I was like, wow. So, I took that as a confirmation, and little do, do y'all know the fun little song we just sang just happens to go right along with what we're talking about tonight, so... <laughs> Pretty God. I want to go to Acts chapter 16. Chance to get there because I know we're short a uh, computer wizard back there. Have the words up in front of us, but Acts chapter 16, verse 25 is just going to be our uh, focus verse. I don't know how teachy this is going to be. I'm hoping it's a word of encouragement and, uh, Maybe even a word of warning, but uh, there are people as we're request or giving our prayer request. You need to remember people in your church, in this assembly, that you don't know it, but they're fighting for their life, or maybe they've given up. They're showing up and they're going through the motions, and. Uh, they are trying to fake it till they make it, so to speak. And uh, there's a problem with faking. <laughs> God's not too, uh, too cool with that, for lack of better terms. And uh, we need to get our praise back. Some people have lost their praise. And that is a, a very bad sign. When someone loses their praise, when someone can stand in a service or sit in a service where the Spirit of God is moving in a powerful way and they sit there still and cold and their mouth doesn't even move and they're zoned out because there are people that are under oppression right now and what the devil wants to do is steal your praise because it's powerful Praising, just standing up and going through the motions, clapping my hands, singing the words of a song. But the praise comes from a heart that is filled with the love of God and love for God. And Acts 16, verse 25 says, And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. I heard this verse of Scripture read at uh, the children's camp last week, and God told me to praise until the prisoners hear. 
So we're going to go with this tonight. Uh, this could be the shortest sermon you've ever heard, or it could, it could be just like a normal sermon. We'll see. We'll see when we get there. Oh, I won't preach near as long as Pastor does, but I'll have, I'll have you out of here by 8.15 anyway. So, as I, as I stated, there are people in this congregation, not because I'm a prophet or a fortune teller or, you know, that I am all wise and all knowing, but you can see on people's face, you can see it in their body language. Uh, when they, well, like I said, when they sit in a, in a spirit-filled service and it seems as if the praise is non-existent. You are, I, in my estimation, you are standing at a cliff when you lose your praise. You've, you've, in Acts chapter 16, it says that Paul and Silas began to pray and sing praises. Somebody who has lost their praise has first lost prayer. There are many Christians who come to church, service in and service out, and they put on a show so that no one thinks they're backslidden, you know, and nobody, nobody's on to me, so I'm going to throw up this facade and I'm going to uh, pretend as if I, I have something to pray, praise about. But the fact is, the prayer life goes before the praise goes. Forgive me if I'm not very eloquent tonight. I'm a very simple person. But um, when I stop praying, when I stop getting on my knees before God, and entertaining the presence of God in my life, in my home life, and all throughout my day, I begin to lose the fire that God put in me. We sang the song, don't let Satan blow it out. I'm going to let it shine. And a lot of times we let the, we let the flame grow dim our lack of prayer, and all of a sudden, it's very, very easy for Satan to blow it out. And I believe that's what he was doing uh, in the case of Paul and Silas, or trying to do. Hebrews 13, 15 says, by him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. We're talking about praising to the prisoners here. And the God of this world has imprisoned many people. I might go as far to say as some of us are in that number as well. He has millions bound by addiction, depression, anger, and bitterness anxiety, fear, and some by a spirit of rebellion, to name only a few. They have been blinded by Satan to the only true cure that is available to them. 
And this world is depending on us to show forth God's praises in a dark and evil world. Praise ain't just what I do at church. Praise is how I live outside of the four walls of this church. Praise is my testimony. God, I, don't, I know there's many in here that have an awesome testimony, and I would love to give everyone a chance to stand up tonight and give their testimony. Time, of course, will not allow for that. But I know there are many in here, in here tonight that have a testimony of where God has brought you from, what God has done for you, times he has stood up for you and defended you and protected you and kept you and uh, brought you through many, many dark times. And I would be one of those ones that would stand tonight and proudly share my testimony. But are we sharing it outside of the church? Are we sharing it with the world? Satan wants to stop you from sharing your testimony because he knows how effective your testimony and your praise of him is and how it can help free those that are around you. 1 Peter 2.9 says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, unholy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. We have been brought out of darkness. And I, I hope that no one in this room tonight is dwelling in darkness. But we need to share with the world how we were brought out of darkness. Acts 16, going back to chapter 16, and we're just going to work through the, this portion of Scripture. I'm going from 16 all the way to 32. We're just going to do a few at a time and expound on each uh, section here. And it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us. That divination means, uh, or actually, she, it says, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying or fortune-telling. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. And this did uh, she many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. And isn't it ironic? God's moving. The gospel's being spread. People are being delivered, and the devil sticks his little finger in. Uh, what's the rule? I, I forget who, uh, who penned this rule, but to every action, there's a, a reaction. Exactly. And that's the way it is when we, when we, uh, when we start to, to make a step towards God or we try to do something in the name of God, the devil uh, is going to try to stop us. Because I don't know how many of you have the same sense of urgency that I do, but I believe uh, the time for Christ's return is very near. It, it's, 
It's so near. You can see it in the news. You can see it in our government. You can see it in the world around you. It is so near. And he has us. We need to get the same sense of urgency that the devil has. Because how, how do you determine, determine who, who wins a war? Uh, at least in, in modern times, we have a lot of technology. But back in the day, it was by how many casualties there were. We're trying to lead people to life. The devil's trying to destroy and take people out. So we need that sense of urgency in that we, to win the war, we need to save as many people as we can. That is going to be how victory is determined. So here's this woman. She comes in and she's speaking the truth. But it was a contrary spirit that this woman had. And it was to be a spectacle. And it was to draw attention to her. And Paul got fed up with it after a few days. And uh, he cast the demon out. And we have to remember that not every voice that's speaking true words is there to bring attention to God and be listened to. Because the devil even got to Eve by speaking partial truth. But we can move on to uh, verse 19 through 24. It says, And when her masters saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers and brought them to the magistrates, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast, uh, fast in the stocks. The goal of Satan in the day we're living in is to shut us up. Brother Hayward, he hates it when you go to Starbucks and you open your Bible. It drives him crazy. Makes him mad. He sees, he sees the hungry heart willing to come and sit down and discuss the Word of God. And he knows how powerful the Word of God is. He hates it when we go to the supermarket and we share the gospel with somebody. Or we're at an event of some kind and we reach out and, and, and touch somebody and uh, pray for them. Uh, he wants to shut us up. He wants to stifle your praise. Because what praise is, is an acknowledgement of who God is and what he can do and what he has done. And the devil does not want that message going out. So he tries to shut us up. And he does everything he can do to hinder the spreading of the gospel. He's trying to put us... It's, the devil can't just grab you and throw you into prison and shut and lock the door. 
He has to lead you there. You have to go of your own free will. He has to tempt you. He has to lure you. I I was uh, talking with someone the other day. I talked about how, um, this is kind of off subject, but it's, has to do with it as well. The devil's great at distractions, and what he does is he distracts you over here. This person's talking bad about me. Um, you know, the bills are doing, there's no money. Uh, my kids are going crazy and backsliding, and he gets us all, he gets us all looking everywhere, and we got so many cares uh, and so many fears and so much anxiety going on that he can slowly lure us, he can stifle our praise, and he can lure us into prison. He wants to bind you with fear and anxiety, uncertainty, anger, bitterness, jealousy, you name it. He wants to, he wants to bind you, he wants to bind you and shut you up. So he tries to lure us into prison so he can quench the fire that we possess in our hearts. He wants, us, he wants to stifle uh, our, um, the, our operating in the Holy Spirit. And he, uh, he hates you and everything that you stand for, everything that you are, and that you're capable of doing for the kingdom of God. He was the great worshiper. He was the musician, the head musician in heaven. And that that responsibility has been given to us, and he hates that. He hates the fact that, he, first of all, he didn't, he didn't attain to what he wanted in heaven, uh, but then his position was uh, given away, and that was to us. So we go back into chapter 16 and verse 25, our focus verse, and says, at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed, and sang praises unto God. He wants to take your song. He wants you to give up on prayer. Because if we're so busy worrying about everything else, then we don't have time to pray. If we're so busy with the cares of life and the things of the world, then he can, he can get our prayer. He lies to you and tells you your prayers aren't being heard and that they will never be answered. That your praise doesn't matter because of the mess that you're in. We may be battling in our minds like we talked about a couple weeks ago, the battlefield of our mind. Or the battlefield of, uh, for our soul is in our mind. He tries to get our mind saturated with worry, with care, with uh, you know, evil thoughts. Um, I was on the way to work the other, uh, actually Monday, and I begin to, I, I know of a few uh, individuals who are struggling right now, uh, some family, some friends, and I begin to think about what they're fighting and uh, just the fact that, that, that it doesn't look good for them. I, I hope to God they can wake up before it's too late. And I begin to began to cry, but then I just got angry. I just got angry, and I began to have a conversation with the devil. I don't try to make a practice of talking to the devil unless I want to uh, whoop on him a little bit, but 
uh, I just began to tell him how much I hated him, how much I hated what he was doing to my friends and my loved ones. And I began to fight for them, and I, I began to, to plead the blood of Jesus upon them and protection upon them, and that the Lord would reach them, and that he would, he would do something or say something that would be uh, unmistakable, that, that, they, that they would hear him, and that he would reach out to them, and that he would save them. Well, I don't think he liked that too much. <laughs> it's Tuesday morning. I'm praying on the way to work. And he, he attacked my mind. He came out of, he came out of nowhere. And uh, I was like, now listen, I ain't listening to this. I quickly recognized what was going on. And I was like, I am not listening to this. And I'm not going to be drugged down into the dumps with your mouth. And I'm not letting you lie to me like this. And I do not. I, I submit myself to God and I rebuke you. And you have to flee. So, he, but he kept, he kept coming and, and kept pounding there for a little bit. And uh, I believe I resisted long enough and he, he left. And he didn't, he didn't mess with me for the rest of the day. But... Uh, just, man, I just wish, I just wish that, that some people, that some of my brothers and sisters in Christ and some of my family members I've been praying for for a long time, my own children, uh, there's, there's just so many of, uh, of us, and I talk about the church in general, people that are just asleep at the wheel, don't realize the warfare that is going on, the battle that is really being waged for our souls. We're we're blind to it. It's you know we suffer the we suffer the uh, the symptoms of it. Uh, some people just lay there and they take it. And to me, it's like, how long are we going to suffer this? How long are we going to lay here and let the devil have his way with us? When are we going to wake up and realize what's going on and submit ourselves to God and resist? So many people are being led into prison, except they don't realize that they have the keys to get out. The door is shut and locked, but they have the keys, and that's prayer. And that's praise. When are we going to utilize the keys that are, have been given to us? The devil's locked us in these prisons with the keys in our hand. But we don't want to submit to God. We don't want to bow our knee at times. So we sit there and we just suffer needlessly. But if we would just get on our knees and acknowledge God and begin to lift him up to back to his rightful place, we could be free. The devil wants our praise. He wants you to think that you can work, uh, that you uh, can't work for and serve God and be in a dark place at the same time. 
Some of us find ourselves in a dark place tonight. There are people that aren't here tonight, unfortunately. They're in a dark place, and this is where they need to be. It's so important that we be here no matter what we're going through. We got to show up, and we got to bring our praise. He wants you to think that you can't do anything for God. And in uh, one of the darkest periods in my life, I baptized two people from an alcohol recovery home. I gave Bible studies every week for almost 10 months at an alcohol recovery home in one of the darkest times of my life. Now, I don't know where them people are now, but I know I was able to plant a seed. I was able to baptize them in the name of Jesus. God can use you no matter where you're at. It doesn't matter where you find yourself. You can do something for God. need to praise so the prisoners can hear. Our praise needs to be continual, like the scripture says, continual. But I don't feel like it. Praise him anyway. Tell your flesh what it has to do. You're going to submit, you're going to bow your knee this morning before you leave this house, and you're going to call upon God, and you're going to ask for help. And you're going to praise him no matter what's going on. We have to get to the point where we're tired of being locked up. It says at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the, prisons, uh, foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened. And everyone's bands were loose. Did they go running out of the prison? No. They weren't delivered from the prison. Paul asked them to stay. So they stayed. Now, the thing that you're going through, and, I, and I'm actually coming to a close here very shortly. The thing that you're going through right now, the things you've gone through before, might be for the salvation of one soul or one soul in their house. What you're going through, what you've been through, is going to be a testimony. Your test will become your testimony if you'll hold out till the end. If you keep praising God, if you keep praying, don't let it drag you down to where you come into this place and you don't worship. Don't let it get you to that place. Don't let, don't let the trials of life keep you back from prayer. It's so easy to do. I've done it time and time again in my life. It's just like I just don't have the strength. I'm just worn out. I'm just fatigued. I'm, I'm spiritually just tired. And I can't find the strength. We have to push through. We have to keep praising God. It says, And the keeper of the prison, awaking out of his sleep, and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. 
But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out, saying, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Up to this point, did it say that he, they shared the gospel with him? No. They hadn't, said, they hadn't said anything to him. But he saw this, this miracle that had happened. That they're all there. All the chains are on the ground. All the doors are open. Now, if it would have just happened to Paul and Silas, it could be speculated that maybe they, you know, got themselves out. But it happened to everyone in the prison. This showed this man that there is a power here working that is greater. And it brought him to ask the question, what must I do to be saved? So what it did was their prayer and their praise brought forth a miracle. And it opened a door for them to share the gospel with this man. And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were uh, in his house. Never stop sharing the gospel You can do it. In the dark times, you can do it. You can do it. But your heart has to be right. Your heart has, your praise has to be going up continually. You have to be lifting the name of Jesus up and uh, just, just praising him for who he is and what he has done. Because when our praise starts to waver or our praise, we start to lack in praise, we run the risk of losing sight of who God is. When we don't repeat the miracles that he's done in our life, that we've seen him do in others, when we don't lift up his name and praise him for what he has done, we begin to lose sight. And when we lose sight of him, we start looking around at everybody else. And we start getting bothered by what we see. Some people get aggravated and angry when they see someone acting like a buffoon and they're not, they're not acting right. What's wrong with them people? And we just get all wrapped up in, in what other people are doing. Instead, let our prayer and our praise, let it, that attitude bring, bring a, a compassion for them people. If our minds are right and we're focused on God, we can have his heart for those people. And we can pray for them, and their actions won't trip us up like we sometimes allow them to do. So I just want to—I just want to end with this. I, I, I predicted this going a whole lot different than what it is. Um, everybody was running the aisles and shouting and, and praising at the end of all this. But uh, and, and you're still free to do that if you want to. But. Uh, <laughs> Like, no, that'd give you a big head, and I don't, we don't need that. So, I just, I just want to, I just want to encourage you tonight. I, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're facing or, you know, 
what your family's facing, uh, people we care about or people I care about are backsliding and they're falling away from God and they won't recognize God for who he is and they won't fear God like they should. The fear of God has been lost by so many people. They just don't, that's, why should I praise a God that he doesn't move me to want to, you know, pay or praise. So why should I do that? Not praising God and allowing the devil to stifle your praise, it's just a sign of so much. We need to get our praise back. Maybe we've been praising, we've been doing our best, and we come into church on Sunday, and we, we get up with the music, and we're just like, okay, here we go. First of all, I want to applaud you for that. That's faithfulness to God. You're up there doing something you don't feel like doing because you know it's right. I want to get that joy back, that joy in my praise that I used to get, that, that feeling that just lifted me up out of whatever I was in at the time and brought me and helped me rise above it. You might be going through the darkest time in your life for the salvation of one person and their family. But you will never realize it unless you continue to pray and praise in the middle of all of it. Just want to encourage you again that keep praising God. Keep sharing the gospel. Keep doing the work that God has given you to do. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Many people in my life have said, I knew you were going through something. I knew what was going on. And you got up there and you led worship anyway. And you worship better than anybody in the congregation. I heard a woman one time at my old church. I had a fight with my brother out back. And man, he laid into me so bad. And she heard it because he was yelling. My brother's like, he's one of them guys that get real worked up. And... I left from the back door of the church and I walked up the stairs and I walked straight to the podium said, all right, let's worship God. Started singing, started praising, started praying. And she was like, she came up to me after service. She was like, man, I don't see it. I heard what went on back there. How do you do that? Because I love God. Because I've been praying. And the love for God was in me. And it was, I was ready at a moment's notice, no matter what, to just praise God. God wasn't yelling at me. God wasn't shaking his fist at me. That was somebody in the flesh, in their flesh. And he played the drums. He should have repented before he got up there. <laughs> what I'm saying is, when you're prayed up, don't, don't let that, that first things first, prayer, 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 and the praise will be there. And God's going to bless you when you praise. And God's going to testify through you to somebody that they can come out of their dark place 
and that they can make it if they just keep pushing forward and keep doing what God's called them to do. Don't ever, don't ever, don't ever underestimate or lose your praise. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. If you would like to know more information about our church, please check us out on Facebook at Lifeway Apostolic Church. May God richly bless you.